Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. Welcome to a Baltimore Ravens edition of the show. I hope all of you out there, Ravens Nation, are continuing to stay safe. I hope all of you are continuing to socially distance yourselves and wear your mask, whether you are vaccinated or not. I hope all of you out there are just continuing to stay safe and be smart. Don't be stupid. But Ravens Nation... Man, this game yesterday was just, it was a sight for sore eyes. But at the end of the day, the Baltimore Ravens got it done. They got it done, and the Ravens should not have to apologize for it one damn bit. Okay? Honestly, some of my takeaways from this game, that there really aren't many there really aren't many takeaways from this game, but the few that I can think of, I'm going to give them to you. First off, the pass rush, once again, showed up, got three sacks in this game. Tyler Huntley, who I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the show, played just well enough for us to win this game. The the running game showed up when we needed it to at times. Devonta Freeman, I love Devonta Freeman. I love his explosiveness out of the backfield. And he continues to get more and more and more and more and more comfortable in this offense. And I love it. And I love it. 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 Mark Andrews. Came up big when we needed him to. Had a had a really, really, had a really, really nice one-handed catch yesterday, late in the game. Sammy Watkins came up big when we needed him to. Sammy Watkins, that that play, that catch that Sammy Watkins made yesterday with about 25 seconds left in that game on that 30-yard pass play, that is why the Ravens brought Sammy Watkins here. They brought him, they brought him here to Baltimore for that specific reason. Okay, and not only um, not only did the Ravens bring him here for that, they brought him here because of his of his clutch ability and his clutch play in the playoffs in January. So you guys think Sammy Watkins showed up big in this game? Wait till January when he shows up. He gonna show up. He's gonna show up even bigger in January. Okay. Next up, I want to talk about Tyus Bowser very very quickly. Tyus Bowser had an imprint on this football game. He had a sack. He had a strip. He had a sack. He had a strip. Uh, he had a strip. Strip. Uh, he had a strip sack. Excuse me. Sorry, I couldn't even couldn't even get it out. I blanked out. He had a sack to end the game, but he also had a strip sack on Justin Fields that forced a turnover. That forced a fumble, and Calais Campbell recovered it. Tyus Bowser. Is is he is a gem for this football team? As we all know, four years ago or four seasons ago, Tyus Bowser was drafted in the, in the third round out of the University of Houston, and he was trying to find his way onto this football team. But he's found his niche now. He's found his groove in this in this Ravens defense, and he is one of the he he has easily become. One of the unsung heroes of this defense so far this season. And I love 
the way he plays the game of football. He is very smart. He is very, very intelligent. And he makes the crucial plays that needs to be made on this defense. And I, I honestly believe without him, I believe our linebacker core would be very, 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 very limited and would would lack the crucial the crucial ability to make plays in games that need to be made if we did not have him. So that's my thoughts on that. Also, I want to talk about Rashad Bateman, too. Rashad Bateman is coming up very, very huge in crucial moments when he need when we need him to. Rashad Bateman is getting more and more and more and more and more comfortable in this offense. And I like it. Like I said before, earlier on in the season with Rashad Bateman, when he first came back, when we played the Cincinnati Bengals, okay, when we played the Bengals and he first came back, I saw how open he got and how effortlessly he made it as far as getting open downfield. And and it is just, it is a beautiful thing to watch. It is so natural and I just, I love it. But in general with this offense, in general, the one thing that I noticed about this offense, and I noticed it immediately, and if you look at the stat sheet, you'll notice it even more, okay? The the Ravens did not have Hollywood Brown yesterday. Hollywood Brown was out with a thigh injury. What does that mean? That means that normally with a, when a star receiver is out, What does the quarterback do? He tries to force it to the next best guy. And normally when you try to force it to the next best receiver, that leads to turning the football over, that leads to more interceptions, and that leads to your team having less and less of an opportunity to win the game late. But the Ravens did the complete damn opposite of that. And this is why I love this receiving core right now. With, with, With Hollywood being out, what did Tyler Huntley do? He went 26 of 36 for 219 yards, a pick, and got sacked six times. But I want you guys to listen to these numbers as far as Tyler Huntley spreading the ball around with this receiving core, okay? Mark Andrews had 10 targets, caught eight balls for 73 yards. Sammy Watkins had four targets, had four targets, caught three balls for 48 yards. That crucial 30-yard catch late in the game. Devin Duvernay had six catches for four, had uh, six targets, four catches for 37 yards. Devonta Freeman, six targets, six catches, 31 yards. Rashad Bateman, six catch, uh, six targets, three, three catches, 29 yards. Latavius Murray, two targets, two catches, one yard. Bottom line is this. The one, the thing, the thing that I love about this Ravens offense is that when one guy goes out, No matter who it is, when one guy goes out, the rest of the receiving core picks up the slack. And that's what makes this Ravens football team offensively so damn dangerous and scary. Hollywood being out of the game gave Devin DuVernay chances to make more plays. It gave Rashad Bateman even more of a chance to get acclimated and get comfortable with this offense. Mark Andrews showed up as always as one of the best tight ends in pro football. Devonta Freeman out of the backfield making plays. When one guy goes out, 
It's literally next man up mentality with this offense. And that's why this Ravens receiving core is so good and it's getting better and better and better and better with each damn week that goes along. And that is a scary damn thing for when Lamar comes back and for when this Ravens offense really starts to catch their groove come playoff time, come January. But really, really quickly. Has anybody noticed that when the Ravens are in the playoff chase and they have a chance to make the playoffs or further their chances of, or, or excuse me, better in their chances of making the playoffs? You guys ever noticed Andy Dalton getting in, Andy Dalton getting in the damn way so much of that? I'm not, I'm not, real quick, this is just a side note. When Justin Fields got hurt and we knocked him out of the game. When he got hurt and Andy Dalton came into the game, as I'm watching the game, I am literally thinking in my mind, oh, my goodness. I was literally thinking in my mind, this is not good. And when Andy Dalton hit Marquise Goodwin for that for that 40-plus yard touchdown pass, in my mind, I'm thinking of 2017 all over again. And not only was I thinking about it, Jim Nance and Tony Romo wouldn't wouldn't let us Ravens fans forget about it because they kept bringing it back up again. And at one point, I had to tell Jim Nance, dude, stop talking about it. Be quiet. Stop talking about it. We know it happened. Stop talking about it. But like I said before and I said earlier on in this segment, for this Ravens team to have all these injuries that they that they had with with Lamar being out, the Ravens showed their resiliency. They showed their heart that they always showed, that they've showed the last four times that they've had to come back and win games. And they showed a resiliency and a heart and, and the heart and an, and an effort that I love about this team. And it, it is just this is just simply a roller coaster ride watching this football team this year. And it is just awesome and it is amazing. Flat out amazing, 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 amazing to watch. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys why quarterback Tyler Huntley may have not only saved the Ravens' season, but may have also saved the Ravens' chances of winning the AFC North crown. And also I'm going to tell you guys why us as Ravens fans may have a mixture of feelings about this, about this Ravens team during the 2021 season. And also I'm going to give you guys my keys to the Ravens Browns matchup coming up this Sunday, this Sunday night, Thanksgiving weekend on Sunday night football. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. As we all know, Tyler Huntley started his first NFL, his first career NFL game yesterday. And Tyler, Tyler Huntley played very, very, very well. Very, very well. If I did not say this to you guys before, I'm going to say it again. For all of you out there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, your, your Reddit board, blogosphere, whatever the case may be. For all of you Ravens fans out there that don't believe that Greg Roman opened up the offense enough to let Tyler Huntley throw the football around or Tyler Huntley didn't throw the football enough, Greg Roman needed to open up the, open up the offense, 
I want to throw some numbers out to you guys real quick. And I and I think I might have brought these numbers up before earlier on in the show, but just in case, I'm gonna bring them up again. Tyler Huntley, for all of you out there that 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 that, that believes that Greg Roman didn't open up the offense enough and didn't let Tyler Huntley throw the football enough, Tyler Huntley went 26 of 36. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. He attempted 36 passes in this game. So. For all of you out there that say that Greg Roman didn't allow Tyler Huntley, Tyler Huntley to throw the football enough, that is just simply not true, and you do not know what the hell you're talking about. Okay? Tyler Huntley threw for his first NFL start ever in a regular season game, a game that counted. He threw the football 36 times. 36 times. And he spread, he spread, he spread that football around like Oprah was giving out cars to every damn body. It was, it, it was, it was, it was awesome. Well, not so much awesome, but it was, it was really looking at the numbers, looking at the numbers. It's really cool to see these numbers and see how much Tyler Huntley was spreading the football around. It is very, very good to watch. But I say that to also say this. Tyler Huntley saved the Ravens' season. He saved our season, and here's why he saved our season. Okay. We were six and four before, or excuse me, we were seven and three. We were six and three yesterday before that game against the Bears. The Cincinnati Bengals were five and four. Okay. The Bengals were five and four, and we were six and three. Had we lost to the Chicago Bears yesterday and gone six and four with the Bengals beating the Raiders yesterday, had we lost had we lost to the Bears yesterday and the and the Bengals beat the Raiders, the Ravens would have went from being number one in the AFC North, being being in the top spot in the AFC North, to being third. To being third. Or, or more than likely, probably second. That game, that game, that game between the Ravens and the Bears was so huge. Because now the Ravens have a legitimate chance. Because the Browns play, the, 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 the Steelers play the Bengals this coming Sunday. They play, the Steelers play the Bengals. So they're going to beat up on each other. And we play the Browns obviously on Sunday night football. If we beat if the Ravens beat the Browns and the and the Steelers beat the Bengals, that simply means that the Ravens will have a full two game lead on every other team in the division. The Ravens will be eight and three. The Bengals will probably will probably more than likely be six. The Bengals will probably more than likely be six and six. The Steelers will be six and four, and the Browns will be six and six, and the Ravens will sit atop the AFC North at eight and three, with a full two-game lead on everybody else in the division, and a two-game lead in a division late in the year is so damn beneficial. It is so beneficial, and it is so huge. That's why I say, and not only that, let's say the Ravens do lose this game. The Ravens not only go from not being in first place in the AFC North 
and going and go and, and being uh, not not they not only go from not only being not only not being in first place in the AFC North to being third, but they go from right now the Ravens are the two seed in the or the 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 two seed in the AFC. They go from being the two seed to possibly either being a six seed or being out of the playoff picture altogether. So again, the Ravens winning that game yesterday, Tyler Huntley making that big-time throw that he made. Because, again, he only needed to make one big throw. That's all he needed to do. All he all he needed to do was make one big throw in that game, and he made it. He made that, he made that one big throw that was called upon him to make. And I said this, and I think I might have said this to you guys before earlier on in the show, but if not, then I'm going to say it right now. I was watching that game yesterday, and I was thinking to myself in my head, all Tyler Huntley, because the way that game was going, the game was going to be very limited in points as is. I was thinking to myself, all Tyler Huntley had to do was make one big throw and he made it. That's all he had to do. Tyler Huntley not only saved the Ravens playoff hopes, but but he saved he not only did that with the way that he played by playing just well enough, but he may have legitimately saved the Ravens chances of winning the division and possibly down the line, giving the Ravens the ability to host a home playoff game or multiple home playoff games. He played, He his performance yesterday was that damn beneficial for this football team. It is. It was huge. Tyler Huntley, thank you so much, young man. Thank you. You you played you played to the best of your capabilities, and Ra- and us Ravens Nation, we appreciate you so damn much. Thank you, thank you so much. But moving on, speaking of Ravens Nation, I said this a few weeks ago, but I'm gonna say it again. Ravens Nation. I'm kind of in the middle of how to feel about this season, as I'm sure a lot of you are. We're 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 seven and three right now. We've we've had five come from behind victories in the last minute of games this year, but yet we have one of the worst. We have we have the worst secondary in the NFL. Our offense, more times than not, struggles more than it should. Our offensive line really. Is, is is really poor, but at the end of the day, our defense plays their behinds off almost every damn game and keeps the and keeps this team in the game to the point where the offense can make up for it and end up winning these games that we've been winning in the end. And the offense gets off to slow starts more times than they should, but yet again, we're seven and three. We're in first place in the AFC North. We've had five come from behind wins this year. I say all of that to say I'm caught in the middle of I don't know whether to believe that this is our year and we could possibly win the whole damn thing or we're getting extremely lucky right now and the way that we're playing with the slow starts and our secondary being as poor as it is could eventually come back to bite us in the behind in January. I, 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 me personally, 
Ravens Nation, I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't know if you're caught in the middle on how to feel either way about this team, but I'm stuck dead in the middle with this. Because while I'm really enjoying this season, and in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking we can't keep like we 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 cannot keep poking 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 the bear and we can't keep going back to the well like this because eventually we we could we we're going to get beat Miami beat Miami beat us playing like this so again i don't know how to feel i'm like i'm stuck in between the middle of this could this really could be our year because the AFC is so damn wide open it's not even funny the AFC is so wide open Ravens nation that we i mean we could have a chance to go all the way. Tennessee could go all the way. Buffalo could go, could go all the way. Indianapolis may have a chance to go all the way. New England, the way they're playing. So, like I said before, the AFC is just so damn wide open that despite the flaws of this football team with the offensive line, with the secondary, with the slow starts on offense, despite all of that, this team has five come-from-behind wins. This team shows resiliency like no other team in the NFL. And we're 7-3. and three. And that's a damn good place to be despite all the flaws that this team has. And not only that, the coaching of this football team says a lot too. So I'm right in the middle, Ravens Nation. I- I'm right in the middle. I don't know how you feel. I'm right in the middle of this could be our year. We, we could really go. We could legitimately go all the way with this probably. Or it could come, or all of this could come crashing down on us and come back to bite us in the behind. I'm right in the middle. I'm, 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 I'm literally smack dab right in the middle. That's just me. I'm drink. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gulping down the purple Kool Aid. I'm just sipping it. I'm just sipping it. I don't know about you guys. I'm just sipping the purple Kool Aid. But. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, right now, I'm going to give you guys my keys to the Ravens-Browns Sunday night matchup coming up coming up on Thanksgiving weekend this weekend. Right now, here are my keys. Number one, create at least two big plays in the passing game on offense. The Ravens' offense has, has, the, have the, has the capabilities of creating big plays on, on offense in the passing game. Sam, you, and you just saw it yesterday with Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman could, uh, or, or, or um, sorry, yes, Rashad Bateman can come up big when you need him to. Devin Duvernay can come up big when you need him to. Hollywood may return for this game, so you this this offense, this offense has to come up with big plays in the passing game on offense because this offense is capable of doing that. Big plays could lead to big time moments in this game and and and, and could lead to a lot of points. Next up, the offensive line needs to chip block Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is more than likely going to be on the side of Alejandro Villanueva. Put a tight end over there too. Chip block him. Chip block, chip block, chip block, chip block, chip block the hell out of Miles Garrett the whole damn game. Do not let Miles Garrett wreck this game. Do not let Miles Garrett wreck this football game. Because if he wrecks this football game, this is this game, this this is not going to end well for the Ravens. Okay, help out Alejandro Villanueva. Help him out. Chip block Miles Garrett. Next up, 
run the foot, run, 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 run the air out of the damn football. Run the air out of the football. Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, Tyson Williams, pound the hell out of the football. Pound Cleveland into submission. Continue to run the football. Continue to drain the clock and keep Baker Mayfield and that offense off the field. Because the more you keep them off the field, the more you're going to limit Cleveland's possessions and the better chance that your defense has of getting, of getting stops because Justin Houston is well-rested. Calais Campbell is well-rested. Pernell McPhee is well-rested. The secondary is well-rested. Run the football, Baltimore. Just continue to keep doing what you've been doing as far as running the football. Next up. Limit the big plays on the Browns passing game. Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. Limit the Browns' ability to, to move the ball down the field, which means Chuck Clark, which means Anthony Averett, if he comes back, which means Tavon Young, which means Marlon Humphrey. Communicate. Talk. When you have guys in the open field and open space, wrap up. Tackle, 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 tackle. It's just that damn simple. I don't need to go any further with that. Next up, contain the Browns' rushing attack defensively. In my opinion, I believe I believe we need to hold Nick Chubb to at least 90 to 95 yards rushing in this game. Nick Chubb cannot get over 100 yards rushing in this game because if he does, this is going to be a long ass day for this Ravens defense. So I'm not saying that we have to I'm not saying that we have to stop Nick Chubb, but you have to contain him. Because if you contain him, then that leads to my next key to the game. The pass rush needs to get to Baker Mayfield and get to him often. This Cleveland Browns offensive line, as good as it is run blocking, they are horrible at pass blocking. The Cleveland Browns rank fourth in the NFL in sacks allowed with 31. They are not they are they are not a really good pass blocking offensive line. Baker Mayfield is so beat up at this point in the season. Knee problem. Shoulder problem. The Browns are beat up. Baker Mayfield is beat up. Justin Houston, Pernell McPhee, Calais Campbell, Tyus Bowser. It's time to eat. It's time to eat. And this pass rush needs to get home. The last couple weeks against Miami, against Chicago, four sacks against Tua and, against Tua and Jacoby Brissett, three sacks against Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. It's time to eat again. And, and I believe the Ravens will because they have to. But with that being said, I believe the Baltimore Ravens, matter of fact, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to hold off on that till the, I'm going to hold off on that till the end of the show. But those are my keys to the Ravens-Browns matchup. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. As I mentioned to you guys earlier on in the show in in my takeaways about the Ravens-Bears game, the Ravens won this game ugly. And the Ravens have had some, some, some ugly wins this season. But here's why the Ravens winning close and ugly games could really benefit them come January in the playoffs. 
at the end of the day, bottom line, when it gets to November, mid, mid, late November, early December and January, you got to win those ugly games. You got to win those games that aren't going to be so pretty. You got to win those games where the offense isn't quite clicking up to the level that it should be. The defense is keeping you in it, but eventually you but eventually all you got to do is make two plays and you win the game. That's what the Ravens did in this game. Sammy Watkins on that 30-yard pass, Devonta Freeman scoring the touchdown. Tyus Bowser getting that that game clinching sack. The Ravens made three big plays in in a span of a in a span of a minute. And that's all they had to do to win this game. The Ravens win ugly. They win they win close ugly games. And here's the other thing. For the Ravens to have won five games from five games by coming from behind late in late in late in the second half of these games, that's another thing that teams need to worry about. Because when you play the Baltimore Ravens, you got to kill them. You have to kill them and put them away. Because if you don't put them away, you could still, you could, it doesn't, you could be up by three touchdowns and the game is not over. If you are, bottom line is this with the Ravens. If you are not up by four or more touchdowns in a game, you are not going, you, you're, there's a, there's a very good chance that, you might you might be in for a roller coaster ride because this team is not going to quit. So you better be up by three. You better be up by four or five touchdowns. You better put the dagger in this team and put the dagger in this team early. Because if you don't and you're only up by two touchdowns, you're only up by three touchdowns, the Ravens have shown now at least five times this year that, that, that they have the heart and the capability to come back and make you pay if they don't come back and make you pay if you don't put them out of their misery. But like I said before, the Ravens being in all of these close games in the regular season, especially with games that are important, are very, very huge and beneficial for them come January because they're going to be in games like they were against Detroit. They're going to be in games like they were against Kansas City. They're going to be in games like they were against Minnesota and against Indianapolis and against Chicago. They're going to be in those those type of games come January. And that's very, very beneficial for them because they know we've been here before. This ain't nothing new to us. So... I believe these close ugly these close ugly games and these close ugly wins by Baltimore are going to be very very beneficial for them down the line and it's going to pay huge huge dividends and that's going to be very and that's very scary for the other teams in the AFC. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, my my prediction, my official prediction for Ravens at Browns this coming Sunday night Thanksgiving weekend. This game is going to be close. It's a divisional opponent. But the Ravens have a absolutely golden golden opportunity on their hand to little to legitimately put a stranglehold on this division. Ravens win this game. No matter what the rest of the AFC North does with the Steelers and the Bengals, Ravens win this game. They go up two. They have a they have a full two game lead in the in, in the division, and they go to eight and three. With that being said, the Baltimore Ravens win this game on Sunday night football against the Cleveland Browns. It'll be close, but the Ravens win it at home at M&T Bank Stadium. 
33 to 30. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast, Baltimore Ravens edition, Ravens Nation. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait for this coming th- this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday night, Thanksgiving weekend. MT Bank Stadium is going to just be off the chain. I cannot wait, as I know you can't. Have a great week. Enjoy your week. Thank you for tuning in. Go Ravens. I'm out. Peace.